So everything you do and the actions you take are based on your thoughts. And your thoughts are based on your belief systems. And your belief systems are based on all kind of stuff that happened way earlier in your life. And in this episode, I want you to reevaluate your belief systems and why you believe what you do. It's far time that you take accountability for that and make the rest of your life the best of your life, as one of my mentors, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, would say. So stick around. We're going to talk about it. Oh, hey, everybody. Dr. Bulo here. And as always, thank you for staying connected. Uh, recently, I posted on my Instagram page a photo uh, as well as my Facebook page um, at Dr. Ian Bulow, if you want to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. You know, I posted this picture of my youngest daughter, Taylor, holding on to a light post. You can just see her hands kind of grasping the light post. And uh, shout out to Eric Dietz Photography for taking that one in Pittsburgh for us. Anyhow, Erica Dietz. If I said Eric or Erica, it's Erica. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, You know, I was finishing reading a devotional about building your house on solid rock. Pretty foundation, pretty basic uh, principle and parable in the Bible. You know, Christ talked about, you know, it's one thing to hear what I'm telling you, but if you don't do what I say, it's kind of like building your house on sand, you know? When, when, When the storm comes and there's a hurricane and the waves beat against the house, if it's built on sand, it's gonna sink and fall and be tossed by the waves of the ocean. But if you listen to what I'm telling you to do, and this is Christ speaking, not me, but if you listen to what I'm saying here and you actually implement this into your noggin, into your brain and into your life, then you'll be like the wise man who built his house upon the rock, you know, a a firm foundation. And when the storm comes... And when the winds come and when the waves come, the house will not topple down because you're going to be basing your life off of truth, not off of opinions. So I had finished reading this and I was, you know, wanting to be helpful and provide value to the world, essentially. And I saw this photo and I said, you know, just like my daughter was holding on to this telephone pole, and just so you're aware, the reason was because she didn't want to leave and we're grabbing her and we're pulling her and she's hanging on to this pole. It reminded me, you know, of another way to look at what Christ was basically saying. Is that we have these truths. We have these principles that we live by. And they're almost like anchor points in our life. Or like a foundation, as the way Christ was saying. But I'm looking at this telephone pole that my daughter's hanging on to, like an anchor. Like a, like, like an anchor to hang on to. Now, there can be good quality anchors. And then there can be negative anchors. And in my post, I talked about the negative ones, but today I'd like to talk about the negative and the positive, you know? Let's look at both sides of the equation here. For a long time, I felt like I wasn't smart enough. That was kind of the negative anchor in my mind. As I I would be faced with a problem, I would doubt my ability to overcome it subconsciously. Not consciously, but subconsciously. I had a limited belief system about my intelligence level, even in the spite of good grades. And what's interesting is where that came from. You know, I was homeschooled growing up. And actually, my homeschooling, as well as other extracurricular activities, helped to shape my learning ability 
And for the record, all the way through graduate school and postgraduate school, I got top of the grade, top of the class. I mean, uh, A's for the most part, the occasional B, uh, graduated valedictorian of my postgraduate diplomate program. Like, I don't have a problem with education and learning. But subconsciously I did because when I was homeschooled and I played soccer for the public school system, I remember going, and as you know, kids are mean. And people put down at the time, some of the kids, not everybody, but some of the kids would put down homeschoolers. It was like my first and very few exposures to bullying, you know, just verbally, nothing physical, nothing too traumatic. But my point is, it was like a like a seed, you know what I mean? This little seed in my brain that maybe there is something wrong with me, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I don't know, what do I know, you know? Maybe my parents are being nice to me, but maybe, maybe I am not as worldly, not as knowledgeable, you know, things like that. And that always stuck with me, like a, like a thorn, more, instead of a seed, it's like a thorn, really. Um, and then, and then I also, in this Facebook post, this Instagram post, I mentioned about, um, you know, the ingrained belief that if someone amasses a large amount of money, they must somehow have an inherent flaw in their character. Because as as conservative Christians growing up, you know, we look and we put on a pedestal relationships and service, which is phenomenal. It's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but as that pedestal is built up, all other traits are looked at even again subconsciously as less than worthy you know working for business or monetary gain is a less than worthy thing but I think that's a an incorrect belief system because really monetary gain in a large part is just a byproduct of service if you provide enough service to your fellow human beings in and out of the marketplace you're going to be rewarded. And and not that you do it for the reward. You do it out of love, right? That's another biblical thing. You do it out of love. But as a byproduct in this world, the more service you provide to others, I would suggest the more you will be rewarded monetarily and otherwise. But anyhow, I had that kind of like belief system, right? I had a limited belief system around money. I didn't really know how to deal with money because I never had it. We never had it growing up. But what we did have, now again, those were some of the things, the limitations, and, and, and I want to get to some positive anchors that you can take with you, but my point of the original post was just that we all have anchors. We all do. Our belief systems, our self-talk is based on how we were raised and the influences and occasions that happened early on in our life, and so often we'll have occasions, and maybe we don't even really realize it in the moment, but under our breath, we'll say to ourselves something like, I swear to God, this I will never let this happen to me again. And we'll put up a wall. And we'll never let something come close to, say, our heart or our ability to perform. Because we'll innately be fear, have a fear of failure, or we'll be guarding ourselves against rejection, or we're guarding ourselves against hurt. Because when we were 10 years old, we whispered under our breath, I will never let this happen again. So now we no longer try. As an adult, we don't try. See what I'm saying? Like most of our actions and most of our, our, well, really most of our actions are based on our beliefs and most of our beliefs are based on something that either happened to us or something that was said to us 
in a vulnerable time in our life. And the point of, of my original post was just that we are all old enough now to reassess our belief systems and evaluate, is that actually truth? Is what I believe now as a fully grown adult actually accurate? You know, as adults, I think we have this, this bias to, 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 to confirm what we believe. You know what I mean? The way the human brain works is really interesting. If we consciously or subconsciously make a decision, a lot of times we make it based off of our emotions and our innate in-ground belief systems. And then secondarily, we will find information to validate the decision we already made emotionally. So we make decisions based off of our beliefs and then we find the information to validate it. We find the information to validate it. And my point is, you're old enough now to stop, reevaluate your beliefs, reevaluate the decisions you've made and why you've made them and really honestly look at the data. Look at the information and say, is this an, an accurate belief system? When it comes to what you can and cannot accomplish, may I suggest to you, if there's ever been anybody in the world that matches your description and has achieved the things that you want to achieve, then may I suggest to you that it's possible. It is possible. Now we may come up with the data to say why it's not possible. Nope, can't be done. I've got this problem. I've got this situation. So I can't do it. Blah, 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 blah. The reality is, if anybody has done it, it means that you can do it. That's just an easy example of how you can evaluate your belief systems. Is look around to see what other people have done. To see if that too could be true for you. So it's kind of funny. One of the reasons I wanted to uh, do this podcast is I'm going to make another post on the same part about belief systems, about belief systems that you should hold on to. My original post was ones that you may want to reevaluate and let go of, you know, let go of the negative belief systems that you're not good enough. Let go of the negative belief systems that you're not smart enough. Let go of the negative belief systems that you simply cannot do something because of X, Y, Z. For the most part, those are all lies. For the most part, those are all lies. So I wanted to create a podcast here and talk about some of the things and create another post to talk about some of the things that we should hold on to. What are some anchor points and some truths that we should hold on to? Because there's another photo. There's another photo of that very same daughter of mine, Taylor, holding on to me. And it's like, it's such a cool post, man. It's such a great, or it's such a cool uh, photograph. And I think that there are some things we should be hanging on to. And my mom actually, over the weekend, she saw the original post and said, what did I do wrong? You know, (laughs) she thought, again, I think she's got a belief system that everything's her fault. It had nothing to do with her. Those kind of like limiting beliefs that I had, had to do with other people and my own self-talk had really nothing to do directly with my parenting. Uh, or, or how I was parented. In fact, how I was parented actually set me up for success along with a lot of other things, you know. And uh, and so I wanted to share with you a couple of things, a couple of things off the top of my head. One of the first things is that there's a verse in the Bible and there's something I've observed in clinical care. And the verse in the Bible says, 
you know, basically I'm paraphrasing here, but it says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, you're a miracle, right? Your body is a miracle. The fact that you exist is nothing short of a miracle. And in clinical practice, we see the same thing. You know, as we're studying the human body, we realize that you've got 75 trillion cells. Now that's kind of trillions, a pretty big number. We, we can't even wrap our mind around how much a trillion is, but it's really infinite. You have a, you've got so many, your brain can't even fathom how many cells you have in your body. And these cells are like the independent working mechanisms that keep your body going. And in eat in inside of each individual cell, you have about 200,000 chemical reactions happening. You know, chemical reaction is necessary for your body to create energy, for your body to let go of waste, for your body to process food, for you to think, for you to move, for you to do anything requires thousands, hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions to take place in each of the 75 trillion cells in your body. So if I were to ask you, how many chemical reactions do you think are taking place in your entire body right now? Right now, if you were to stop time and look at your body and say, you know, what's all happening inside of me right now? How many chemical reactions are happening right now for me, be, for me to be able to think and to breathe and to, and to beat my heart and to process bacteria with my immune system so that I can maintain health, right? My hormones are regulated right now. My digestion, my body temperature, my blood oxygen levels, all of these things are being regulated without me thinking about it in the background. How many chemical reactions? You'd have to multiply 75 trillion by 200,000. And when you start getting numbers that high, you might as well say they're infinite. There's an infinite amount of things happening in your body right now. So your body is an infinitely miraculous organism. You're not controlling those chemical reactions. Neither is some other person. It's innate. It's inborn. And so one of the anchor points for me growing up, but also as an adult, is that my body is infinitely capable, infinitely capable of doing miraculous things. I cut myself and it heals. Where did my body even get the material to fix that cut? It got it from the food I ate yesterday. So my body can turn food into skin and into heart and into liver and into brain. There's no other doctor on the planet that can do that. So as a result of that anchor, I give my body a chance. Anytime my body has a problem, an infection, uh, an autoimmune disease, uh, whatever, whatever my body is dealing with, I give it a chance. I give it the resources and tools to heal. I make sure through chiropractic that my brain can communicate with my body and I make sure through nutrition that I'm giving my body the fuel it needs and trying to keep out the damaging chemicals that it doesn't need. And I give it a chance. See, that belief system dictates my actions in healthcare. It also dictates how I view the world. If I'm a miracle, I'm miraculously made. That means there's a creator, there's a creation, there's a reason I'm here. I'm not just an accident, and may I suggest that neither are you. You have a purpose. You have potential. And it's our life's journey to figure out what is our purpose. 
and to live to our fullest God-given potential. Now, yes, do I get caught up surfing the internet and playing Clash of Clans on my phone? <laughs> sure, it happens. You know, I get lo- you get lost in escapism, in distraction. But one of the things we should anchor to is determining what is our purpose. And am I living to my fullest potential? Am I growing? Could I be doing in this area or that area? Right? I think for most of us, our potential is to help other people reach their potential. And we've been given gifts to do that by our creator. So recognizing our own gifts. What is my gift? How can I use it? How can I help others? Right? These anchor points are wonderful. So I may have talked in my original post about negative anchor points, negative beliefs we need to let go of. But we should install, like installing in a program into a computer or an app on your phone, we should install positive belief systems that are based on principle and based on truth. And in a world that has been created clearly by design, I think it's it behooves us to we ourselves create and design our own lives and our own world and to influence others in a positive way. Those are just a couple examples, right? Just a couple examples of some beliefs that I believe in. So let me just round this off by asking you, what do you believe in? What is your foundation? What is your anchor points? What are your anchor points? Are you are your beliefs and your actions based on a foundation of rock, of principles that have stood the test of time and are true, spiritually, innately, physically true? Or are your actions and beliefs based on sand, the emotions and opinions of others, including yourself? What people think, not what they know. What people feel, not what they know to be true. Through the principles of life, the principles of time. Why do we do what we do? What is it based on? What are our actions and our thoughts based upon? Just reevaluate that this year. And if they're based upon things that are not true, and are damaging to our potential, may we be mature enough to delete them and replace them with truths that are true. Make sense? I hope so. Thanks for staying connected with me this week. If you want to follow me outside of the podcast, please do feel free to connect with me pretty much on every social media platform at Dr. Ian Bulow. And um, hopefully going to be connecting with you guys more this year. If, If you would... Please do share this content if you think it's valuable with a friend or family member. My mission and my goal is to impact the world and to help people live to their fullest potential. That's my whole thing. It's what I do as a chiropractor and it's what I do now as a, as a human being on these platforms is I just want to be a voice for good. I think that God is good. I think there is a God. And I think that um, that belief system has really made the biggest difference in my life. And so I just try and pay it forward, man, and speak to you the truths that I've learned through education uh, and just through life. 
So thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for staying connected. And we'll talk to you guys again real soon. Bye now.